y'all. This is David of Posing a Matrix. How you doing today? Uh, it is Tuesday, the 14th of March, uh, the year 2023, Anno Domine, or the year of our Lord. Uh, they'll never get me to stop saying that. I know they want to use CE for current era, and before before the current era with BCE, but the... <laughs> It still starts at zero, and what happened in the year zero? Yeshua was born, okay? Um, but, you know, it says that there's a man coming that's going to change times and seasons, and uh, he'll probably think of that and uh, change it all up. So, anyway, uh, i got to hit this button over here, or I'm going to be in trouble. Okay. We are now streaming on um, Telegram and Rumble. There we go. Sorry for the folks over in Telegram. I, I got the button pushed. You know, when I... She should be on the view every day. That's how left she is. You know, and she was left before a lot of these people that are on the stage here um, were ever born. So um, she's like the original leftist, okay? And uh, especially when it comes to female leftists, but uh, except maybe for uh, Julia Rose. Um, oh, what is her name? Ethel Rosenberg. There we go. Yeah, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> she made an interesting comment. Um, now, before we go into what she said on The View, I want to play a little video of, um, of what she did back in 1972. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is, just in case we don't have any audio, okay? I'm sharing a video from, from on my computer, and this is the first time I've done this. And uh, Murphy always said, if anything could go wrong, it probably will. And uh, maybe that's the case here tonight with this video. So I know it's happened in the past where I've tried to show things and um, couldn't hear it. See it? Fine. Couldn't hear it. Um, so anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and play this. It's a little uh, documentary and um, very little. And you'll get to see uh, what Hanoi Jane did in Hanoi back in 1972. Um, to encapsulate, uh, she went there. Um, anti, she's an anti-war protester. A lot of people were back then. Um, and really ripped into our soldiers that were fighting. She, uh, she makes a comment in, in the video that uh, she wishes that all the POWs could be, um, and American soldiers too, could be tried for war crimes and executed. Okay, remember that. She was called for executions because uh, what you're going to see in the, sex, in the next video, excuse me, is, um, is her raising that ugly uh, execution head again. So, um, the woman, I've never liked her. Uh, she was a lousy actress. Um, she, she wrote on the coattails of her daddy, Henry Fonda. Her brother Peter made a couple of movies. Um, I like the one with the motorcycles. I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, the Wild Ones, I think, or something like that. And uh, Easy Rider, that was it. Easy Rider. 
and uh, so uh, yeah, he was he was a you know halfway good actor. She wasn't, and uh, the father was an excellent actor. <clears throat> but you know the things we're finding out about actors these days. I want to be really careful what I say, <laughs> you know, because it could turn out that he was into some really weird stuff that uh, nobody ever talked about back then. So. Um, Anyway, I see my clock is about five minutes slow, too. Huh? Okay. Maybe the battery ran out. Um, so, anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, we're, so let me play this video. And after we get done with Jane, I want to talk about Nessera and Gessera. <clears throat> and um, guess, uh, Nessera is the National Economic Security and Recovery Act. And um, guess there, uh, you take the national ladder and put global, and uh, that's what that means. And um, well, we'll talk about that in a little while. I just want to do this uh, Jane Fonda thing. And uh, so let's go ahead and uh, and watch this, and and then we'll uh, we'll go to the modern day uh, video. Here we go. More headlines than the actress Jane Fonda. During two weeks in the summer of 1972, she broadcast at least 10 times over Radio Hanoi, denouncing American POWs for having committed war crimes, urging the North Vietnamese to hold out against American imperialism. Many Americans would never forgive her for what she did and said. This is true. According to international law, these men are war criminals. That's according to law, according to the Nuremberg Principles, according to the Geneva Accord and others. They should be tried in front of a court and probably executed for what they did. Ooh. Probably executed for what they did. That's interesting. Um, <clears throat> sorry, folks, I got a little <clears throat> frog down in my throat there. But um, another thing that I didn't tell you and that the video doesn't tell you is that uh, when the POWs, because uh, she went in to talk to the POWs, and um, I, don't, I don't know what the conversations were. I don't think anybody knows except for James, Jane and those guys. Um, but uh, they thought they could trust her because she was an American, she was an actress and everything else. So they tried um, giving her notes to take back to the th authorities, to the, the military uh, you know, that they're alive and they're, they're okay and, and stuff like that. Well, she took those notes and gave them right to the Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese. And uh, those guys were punished uh, severely for trying to do that. And um, <clears throat> so this is the kind of snake we're, we're talking about, okay? Uh, later on, she said that she, she uh, thought about what she did and that it was wrong. But um, you'll see in a minute that uh, the... Uh, She's the same person, except she now she's got gray hair, and um, she's a, a Karen. So, anyway, let me go ahead and, and play this, okay? And then uh, we'll talk about it a little more, and then we'll get into Nasera and Gesera. Here we go. Going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking. Yeah. And, and, and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But we're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you sugg
Well, it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Worst. She's Joking. just kidding. It's well. Let me talk to you about. Let me ask... <laughs> That was interesting to see a look that she gave uh, Joyce Behar when Joyce uh, said she's just kidding. Yeah, like, no, I'm not. So she's advocating for the murder of anybody that's conservative and uh, is anti-abortion. Or even liberals that are anti-abortion, I guess, you know. Um, I don't know. Do they exist? That'd be interesting to find that out. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, Anyway, you see, the uh, nothing has changed, except that she got older. We all got older, and um, and she wants to uh, kill people again. So, anyway, uh, she's got a mean streak in her, and uh, she's got murder in her blood. So, uh, I don't know. If, a good detective. If I was a good detective, I you know I would um, I would take you know what she said back then and what she said now. Go, hey, she's. Uh, she doesn't think murder is a problem and then start looking for people that were associated with her it disappeared all of a sudden I don't know um, but you know it's a good chance and if you're out there and you're a detective and you live in LA or whatever wherever she lives uh, maybe that's something you want to consider okay all right uh, so we're going to switch gears now before we switch gears I want to do a kind of a little commercial for Brian uh, Brian does a show uh, on YouTube and on Rumble. Um, it's called I Am Awake, Are You? And in that, on that uh, feed that he does, he, uh, he talks um, about a lot of uh, spiritual things. Uh, the rapture, the um, you name it. A lot of, a lot of com modern day common things that are you know, on the minds of people and stuff he talks about. Uh, the messages are real uh, comforting and and, and very knowledgeable. Brian's very knowledgeable. And one thing I admire him that I always wished I could do is he knows addresses in the Bible. Okay, you could ask him, hey, uh, what, what is uh, this address here? Where is it at? He, he'd tell you the book, the chapter, and the verse uh, where it's at. So he's, he's quite awesome about that. So uh, yeah, if you go to uh, YouTube or you go to Rumble, look for Brown Hose and, um, and look for that. Um, I, I'm, um, I'm awake, are you? Okay. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, and uh, I, I'm going to even say it later, too, I think, because it's that important that you uh, go check out Brian. Um, he, he doesn't, he's like me, you know, he doesn't care if he's monetized or not. And, uh, you know, and if somebody gives money our way, of course, that's, that's nice, but uh, that's not a requirement for us being here or you being here <laughs> for that matter. Um, so, uh, so we got these things, uh, oh, this whole, um, this whole great awakening thing is just bothers me for some reason. It's just the things that they, they promote are wonderful if they could happen, but there's no way they're going to happen because they're offering a lot of stuff for free. And, uh, and when you consider that, uh, to implement everything that they want to implement, um, is it going to be free? If there's people are going to die because people are not going to think it's a good idea and they're going to fight against it. Okay, so it could lead to a mini civil war. Um, I have no doubt that it will actually. So um, hold on a sec, folks. 
eight. Okay. Yeah, nothing worse than when you buy a new clock and it's not keeping good time. Uh, um, excuse the bookshelves, by the way. I'm still working on stuff. Uh, Barbara and I have a lot of stuff in storage, and we we cherry pick through it and see what we want to bring back here. And uh, sometimes I'm just a little overzealous when it comes to that. Or we've been going to Goodwill a lot and uh, been picking up records and stuff. So um, anyway, so I want to read. Uh, Instead of me trying to tell you about it, I'm going to read what, uh, first of all, what uh, somebody has put in Wikipedia, which is a pretty good uh, description of uh, what uh, Gesera and Nesera are, uh, where, where it comes from, where the idea comes from, way back in 1950, actually, um, and uh, how it's evolved over time. Okay, and then we're going to look at some of their, uh, what they have to say. <laughs> You talk about bizarre? We're talking Twilight Zone moments here, folks. Twilight Zone moments. Uh, because they, you know, they're getting into the uh, Angels of Light, light workers, and stuff like that. And if you know who the Angel of Light is in Scripture, it's Satan and Lucifer. You know, um, Morningstar, where we're, you know, I don't have the Scripture, but I, I could look it up really quick if I had to. So, um, And then I want to look at the... Gesera and what the promises are and then kind of compare them to what's going to happen in Revelation okay um, with uh, all the goodies that people are going to be offered and it's going to be turned around on them anyway um, so let me um, go to oh, Wikipedia let's see that's for later okay okay now this is about Gesera but just if you want Gesera just take this on a global level um, and instead of uh, it being the United States proper and all the states, make it the world and and, uh, and act like all the um, all the countries are states in that world. Okay, so anyway, this is on Wikipedia, and all you have to do is type in Nasara, and you get this. That's N E S A R A. All right. Um, let's see. It says the National Economic Security and Recovery Act, Nasara. Is, set to, is a set of proposed economic reforms for the United States suggested during the 1990s by private citizen Harvey Francis Bernard. Bernard claimed that the, the proposals, which included replacing the income tax with a national sales tax, um, abolishing uh, compound interest on, key, on secured loans, and returning to uh, bimetallic currency, which result in 0% inflation and more stable economy. The proposals were never introduced before Congress. I, um, I've heard uh, the opposite, too, that they were, and uh, that they were secretly enacted or okayed, um, but outside the limelight and uh, never saw the light of day. Okay. Since the early 2000s, uh, Nassara has become better known as the subject of a cult-like conspiracy theory whose uh, original promoter was uh, internet personality uh, Shaney uh, Candace Goodwin, uh, known better as the Dove of Oneness. See, we're getting in a new age right now. The Dove of Oneness. Ramadama ding ding. Um, Goodwin, who appropriated the Nassara notions without Bernard's... Uh, yeah, Bernard's uh, consent claimed that the act was actually passed with additional provisions as the National Economic Security and Reform Act, or NACERA, and then suppressed by George W. Bush administration and the Supreme Court. 
Goodwin's conspiracy emails were translated into several languages and had a large following online. Uh, adherents to the theory have also been using the name uh, Kassara, uh, standing for Global Economic Security and Recovery Act, or Global Economic Security and Reform Act, in order to extend in order to extend the proposed Nasera reforms outside the U.S. and to the rest of the world. And we got another category here: monetary reform proposal. Harvey Francis Bernard, uh, who lived from 1941 to 2005, um, as an engineering consultant and a teacher with a PhD in systems theory, created the Nasera. Um, Proposal during the late 1980s and the early 1990s. Uh, Bernard um, ported a thousand copies of his proposal titled Training the Swamp. See where we're going here, folks? Okay. Remember, New Age and now Training the Swamp. Okay. Uh, Draining the Swamp, uh, Monetary and Fiscal Policy Reform, 1996, and sent copies to members of Congress, believing it would pass quickly on its own merits. Based on the theory that debt is the number one uh, economic factor inhibiting the, the growth of the, eco- the economy and compound interest and number one moral evil uh, and, and reason for debt, uh, Bernard uh, made several other attempts during the 1990s uh, okay, to draw political attention uh, to the problem he saw in the U.S. economy. And his uh, suggested economic recovery proposal based on the root causes, uh, he posted them on the internet. Uh, Bernard established the Nisara Institute in 2001 and published a second, uh, a second edition of his book in 2005, retitling it Draining the Swamp, the Nisara Story, memory, excuse me, Monetary and Fiscal Policy Reform. Okay. Now we jump down to the Dove of Oneness, uh, Sherry, and find out what she's all about. Soon after Bernard released the Nasera on the internet, a user named Dove of Oneness began posting about it in forums and eventually created a website devoted to it. Dove of Oneness was later identified as uh, Shaney Condis uh, Goodwin, a former student at, here we go, Ramtha School of Enlightenment, uh, Goodwin claimed that Nasara bill, uh, excuse me, that the Nasara law was to be implemented at 10 a.m. on September 11, 2001, but that the computers and data of the beneficiaries of the trillions of dollars of prop- prosperity funds were destroyed by this. Uh, excuse me, I lost my place here. Okay. Uh, were destroyed on the second floor of the World Trade Center towers uh, in New York City during the terrorist attack. Supposedly, an earlier gag order issued by the Supreme Court had prohibited any official or private source from discussing it under the um, the implement, uh, despite uh, under the penalty of death. Excuse me. Goodwin referred to the White Knights, most of them high-ranking military officials, who have since have been struggling to have the law implemented despite opposition uh, by President George W. Bush. Uh, Goodwin purported that Bush's, or yeah, purported that Bush's, uh, or Bush orchestrated the 9/11 attacks and the Iraq War as uh, distractions from Nasara. 
Goodwin's uh, description of Nisara uh, goes far beyond Bernard's proposal by canceling all personal debt, abolishing the Internal Revenue Service, declaring world peace, and requiring new presidential and congressional elections. Goodwin often claimed that Bush officials were attempting to hack in and to bring her down down her website to prevent them her from publicizing the law. She would purport to she would purport to be connected uh, with powerful authorities uh, and use authoritative language, publishing message which in which she ordered the white knights to enforce Nasara. Goodwin began commenting on Nasara in connection with Omega Trust, a fraudulent investment scheme whose creator, Clyde, uh, Clyde Hood, who was on trial at the time, according to Goodwin, uh, Omega Trust investors would uh, receive the returns after Nasara was annexed. Uh, Goodwin repeatedly predicted that the, um, that the Nasara announcement would occur uh, in the very near future, although years later, she became more reserved in these predictions. Yeah, it happens when you predict things and they don't happen, right? Uh, Bernard uh, became aware of Goodwin's description of Nassara before his death in 2005. He denied that Nassara had been enacted into law or even uh, assigned a tracking number uh, and condemned Goodwin's allegations as a uh, disinformation campaign. Goodwin promoted the, that uh, Sarah theory until her death in 2010. Okay. Further developments. I want to see how long this is. Hmm. Let me go through this real quick. Um, I think you kind of get the picture right, folks, that this thing has uh, got a lot of new ageness to it. And uh, let's see. Uh, followers of Nasera Conspiracy Theory began to use the name Gesera in the mid-2010s mid by referencing the set of reforms as global and not national, e Economic uh, Security and Reform Act. They notably claim that several of uh, East Asian groups were involved in enforcing the reforms uh, worldwide, including a purported White Dragon Society, which uh, would benefit from fundings by the successors of the last Chinese emperor, uh, Pu Yi. Uh, one prominent um, advocate of Gusara uh, has been a blogger based in the United Kingdom and going by the name of Alcuin Bramerton in 2020. Bramerton asserted that uh, the uh, asserted that the Nasara Global Prosperity Programs uh, were about to be announced uh, and activated through an early call of St. Germain World Trust. Uh, St. Germain, by the way, folks, uh, let me finish the sentence, which would uh, provide one quid uh, quindodecillion U.S. dollars uh, to zero out permanently, cancel all personal, corporate, and national debts uh, worldwide, and that further money uh, would be provided if the by the White Dragon Society, uh, by the Machu family syndicate. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, Saint Germain. 
is um, if uh, you listened a few weeks ago, I was talking about the Great White Brotherhood. And St. Germain is uh, part of the Great White Brotherhood. Supposedly, he's uh, a guy who's been reincarnated several times. I don't believe that because I don't believe that reincarnation is real. Um, so it's uh, it's a fallen angel or a demon that, uh, that purports to be uh, St. Germain that's uh, coming out with all this stuff. But... Um, yeah, he's one of the uh, the top dogs, supposedly, in, um, in the universe of uh, Ascended Masters. Um, so, just to give you a little bit of history of St. Germain. Uh, also, if you ever look up uh, French history, uh, there's a, there was a town called St. Germain. I think there's a church called St. Germain, Germain, too. So, um, a little bit of history lesson for you. Uh, let's see. Let's continue. Nasara groups are known for certain to exist and to have attracted press attention in Utah and the Netherlands. Members of these groups get together to discuss the status of Nasara, read the various reports, hold protests, and pass out flyers about Nasara's public to the public. Excuse me. Uh, Goodwin claimed that Nasara groups existed throughout several nations. Uh, in the United States, including uh, California, Washington, Arizona, and Texas. Uh, that's funny. All the big states, you know, you think, uh, what about South Dakota? <laughs> you know, Arthur Hewell is South Dakota um, deserving. Anyway, and it provides hundreds of pieces of, of photographic evidence of people in public protests holding the Sarah buttons. Um, but it's not clear... To what degree the people who are holding the banners are uh, are <laughs> are uh, aware of the of the Sera is and uh, how long these groups are active. Okay, I'm I'm gonna especially on this article I'm gonna kind of limit what I read because the letters are real close together, and it's real hard to to jump in to another sentence without reading what you've been what you're supposed to read after sentence number one. Um, Comparisons to occult and scam accusations. This is only three paragraphs, so it shouldn't be too hard. Uh, critics consider Nasara to be a cult, uh, pointing out the, uh, the fact that Goodwin, Lee, Goodwin, Lee and Niddle uh, frequently solicited donations from their readers. They accuse these uh, leaders of being per primarily interested in securing a steady stream of income for themselves. Goodwin also who also asks the readers to donate their frequent flyer miles. <laughs> okay. Uh, claimed that she needed and had to use this, the funds uh, to travel to travel to various locations around the world to secretly meet with high-level government officials about getting this era uh, involved, or excuse me, announced. Um, in 2004, the National Tribute, or Tribune uh, published an article called The Goodwin, calling Goodwin a Cyber Cult Queen. Cyber Cult Queen. That sounds like the name of a rock band. Um, and described the Nisera phenomena as a scam. Uh, a June 2006 complaint from the Washington Consumer Protection Division accused Goodwin of using Nisera story to defraud a 64-year-old uh, San Franciscan woman who was at of at least $10,000. Uh, the woman's daughter said that the actual amount is much larger in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, the prominence of uh, failed prophecy. <laughs> Talked about that the other day, too, huh? 
Uh, the prominence of failed prophecy also lends support to the cult theory. Um, the Sarah supporters often tell the readers that Nasara announcement is um, that a sort of announcement is uh, going to happen in a matter of days. Uh, according to the documentary, Waiting for Nasara, uh, the claim was also made that prior to March of twenty or excuse me, 2003, that George Bush was planning the war with Iraq, uh, only to further delay the Nasara announcement. It was prophesied that spiritual beings and UFOs would intervene in Bush's plans and prevent the war. Didn't happen, I guess, but uh, someday that's that's going to be a true thing that comes out. Um, I do, do believe that uh, the um, the time of tribulation uh, is going to be preceded uh, or right at the beginning. There's going to be uh, an alien invasion, but it's going to be actually fallen angels and their and their offspring. So, so that you got the kind of secular view of what Nassar is all about now. Um, we can. I just love New Age pages because the colors are really vibrant. I mean, they're attractive pages, and I think that that's one of their selling points. You know, because people are attracted to beauty. Uh, like at the top, it looks like a crystalline city made of gold, and it's uh, with a um, you know like a Pacific Northwest background. Um, it's really a beautiful. Oh, and a UFO park down on the lower right hand side. But it's a beautiful picture. I, you know, I'll say that. But uh, the name of the site is called The Golden Age of Gaia, G-A-I-A, or the Earth Spirit. And uh, <laughs> some of their, uh, I don't know, I don't even want to get into that. Um, it says St. Germain on Nasera. So actually we're listening to a channel, or I'm going to read a channeling uh uh, you have a channeler and you have St. Germain. Okay. So let me just rub my eyes real quick here. Get them all awake and vibrant. I'm noticing lately it's very easy for me just to fall asleep anywhere. <laughs> um, okay. Now the, the channeler's name is Cor. Okay. C-O-R. And, uh, and St. Germain is the one that uh, he's channeling or talking with, and uh, he's just writing his stuff down, I'm certain. Okay, so the Course says, uh, Greetings, Lord St. Germain. Thank you for speaking with us today. St. Germain says, Greetings, all. <laughs> wow. Uh, greetings? Anyway, I'm not going to go there. Uh, we are always honored to assist, he says. Course says, So many are wondering whether Nasara was just a pipe dream at this point, uh, or they might fully accept that it's real, yet uh, feel that it's too much in the way of uh, of its uh, full enactment so that uh, we are held in limbo, knowing our freedom and sovereignty are at our hand and uh, yet not quite there. Uh, many feel that much suffering will occur, more than has already occurred, before that movement can, uh, be, can arrive. Okay. And he continues, so my question today could be, or would be, could you enlighten us that um, on that point? What can we do to sp uh, speed the enactment um, as more dense actions in, from political powers that were loom on the horizon? Okay. Okay, now St. James always speaks into the, 
the third person, like he's uh, or it is uh, part of a consortium, so to speak. And if you read about these things, they they are um, they they have the hive mentality that we're talking about uh, in the afterworld while they're on Earth. They uh, you know they they claim to be have been Jesus, uh, Buddha, Confucius, and everything else. Um, they all came from the same place, but with different messages. Uh, so that says a lot right there. Um, but uh, let's continue. St. Germain. Well, of course, we are happy to speak on these matters. That is not positive for any of you to live in the air of supposition and perhaps come to the inaccurate conclusion that things are stuck in some way, that Nasera cannot come forward uh, or be greatly delayed or only partially enacted. None of this is true. Okay, let's analyze that real quick, folks, okay? Um, it's, a, it's a scheme that they're hoping people will believe in, and they're hoping that uh, nothing happens to their wise people up, that uh, it's a scheme. Um, so basically, that's what that was saying. But, um, okay. Oh, pardon me, folks. It's been a long day. Um Despite appearances of much dark programming and dense energy being transmitted against humanity, great progress is being made and will continue to be made until that moment when the announcement is made on every available television screen that Nasara is here. Uh, I find that really, uh, real interesting because in the scripture it says that uh, uh, the Antichrist is supposed to be able to speak to the whole world, remember? And uh, how would you do that except through a video screen or a television screen? Uh, maybe by radio, but that's kind of defunct now. Very few people do that anymore. Sorry, folks. Um, let's see. We will say <clears throat> that uh, what you have in intuited, <laughs> uh, intuited, that's a good word, okay, and therefore it's tremendous opposition to to that moment is correct. Yes, uh, that yet that does not equal defeat in this matter. Humanity has already chosen en masse to experience its sovereignty and to experience that moment when Earth rejoins the galactic and intergalactic confederations. Okay. Right now I feel like Rod Serling. <laughs> we have the cult, you know. <laughs> I can't do Ross or anything very good. Anyway, um, next paragraph. It's not so that apparent delays or timeline that unfolds in ways that differ from human preference equal defeat. You live now in a kind of void, a, um, a moment of transition from one plane to the next, uh, where it appears that perhaps not all, not, uh, appears that perhaps Though not is all is lost, much is lost. Uh, that can be a very wearing and very trying thing. Okay. I want to see how long this is. Oh, I think I jumped in farther than I wanted to. But I think you got the essence, right, folks? Um, this whole thing, this whole Nasera Gesera thing started um, from a, um, a cult, started from uh, the New Age. Okay, and think about it. They're going to give, they want to give all this stuff, right? Um, 
free health care, get rid of your debts, uh, start the new monetary system, the whole and that's that's a subject all on its own. Um, you know, everybody's going to have their debts wiped out, and it's just it's crazy. And remember, in this world, no matter how much people make it look good, nothing is free. Okay, somehow you end up paying something for something that they gave you for free. So. Just remember that when uh, the time comes and they start asking people to, to come on board to their little plan. Um, so we, we did that. We looked at St. Germain and what he had to say. We looked at the secular thing. Uh, excuse me. And what they have to say. Um, what bothers me is um, they're, they're trying to work Trump into this thing. This um, Cacera and Cacera. I've listened to quite a few of his speeches, and I don't think, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ever mentioned it. Yet, they're acting like, hey, yeah, he's a big part of it. Well, if he's a big part of it, wouldn't he say so? You know, um, I take my glasses off during time of uh, discourse. Um, so, you know, Trump has never really come out and spoken with great fervor about this plan. He did come out and say that there are technologies coming down the road that will be revolutionary, stuff that you've never seen before. That I can believe in because his uncle John Trump got uh, Tesla's papers. And Tesla invented a lot of things, and I think a lot of them were had to do with free energy and stuff like that. That's another thing they're promising, free energy for everybody. Um, so... Uh, you're offering all this free stuff, and nothing's free. Never has been and never will be, okay? Um, the only thing that's free, I, I regress, regret, excuse me, regress. Uh, the only thing that is free is the salvation that Yahweh gave us, and it doesn't cost us anything. It costs Yeshua his life, okay? Um, wow, time is going real fast here. So... Um, Let's see. Was there anything else? Oh, yeah. I wanted to get into this because I, I found some scriptural points that might show that. Yeah, let's see. I think I have. Yeah, okay. I've got that open. Uh, and Daniel 29. Daniel is a very interesting book. Okay. it's I call it like the, the um, parts of it, like the uh, the revelation of the Old Testament. Okay. Or, or the Tanakh. I don't like to call it the Old Testament. Because it's still valid in many ways. Um, but uh, there's one uh, chapter, at least one, in Daniel where an angel kind of tells, lays out the whole plan of history for, um, for Daniel concerning Israel, um, but also concerning the world. And I wanted to kind of run us by, and then maybe we can analyze it a little bit, okay? Um, it's Daniel... Let me try something, folks, okay? I got a new pair of glasses, and I, I'm having a hard time seeing with these, so bear with me while I, I take this stupid idiot tag off of it and uh, and try to make this work, okay? Okay. All right, there we go. Got the idiot tag off of it. And I just got to take this little thing that gives the Mac face. Okay. Funny thing is, you know, they say when you get older, you get farsighted. And they say it usually happens around 40. On January 3rd of the year that I turned 40, I automatically went, bam. 
it, it was amazing. I, I, I thought maybe it was the power of suggestion or something, but no, it just, it just, oh my goodness, is that better. Wow. What a good pair of cheap reading glasses can do. Okay. So this is Daniel 9, uh, verse 27. And we're going to kind of look at the context and then look at the key scripture here, okay? Now, bear with me. If you're not a believer, this may convince you. Um, but it's quite interesting. So let's start here. It's uh, the angel is explaining to Daniel, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and the prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand, here we go, that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and, and the wall, even in troublous times. Okay, let's look at that. When was uh, the, the, the command to go forth came from um, Darius, I do believe, uh, the Persian, to go back to the land and to uh, build. And you can buy books on this. And if you, if, you look, if you read the history and take into account that in Hebrew, um, there's the, the days are uh, 28 days. The, the weeks are, excuse me, the months are 28 days long. And, uh, and also remember that nighttime or the next day starts at the sundown the night before. Um, remember that anyway, not just for this, but um, it'll, it'll help you if you remember that when you're looking at other things in Scripture. Uh, so, the 70 times 7 is 490 years, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and I think if you read, you read a book that, that tells about this, and I wish I had it in front of me because I could explain it to you. It would take a while, but I could. It's gonna. It's talking about right to the time from that decree to rebuild Jerusalem, and and we read about that when we read the. Um, is it the Book of Ezra? I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, until the time of Messiah is exactly as many years, and if you take into account the, the thirty-day months, um, and you subtract the extra days for every year, you know. Um, it comes out exactly to the day that Yeshua walked into Jerusalem. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is. Okay. Let's see. And Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublous times. Now, what was happening about the time that Yeshua was... Uh, was was uh, born? Well, Rome, Rome was... Um, in control of the world, but when Jerusalem, the act, uh, the act came to from the uh, Persian leader to rebuild Jerusalem. That was troublous times too, because if you read the book, um, you see that they didn't have an easy time. Uh, all the neighbors didn't want them to rebuild the walls, and um, is it Nehemiah, yeah, had to uh, appeal several times to. Uh, the king of Persia for protection and for um, and for him to again verify that he's the one that ordered for that city to be rebuilt. Uh, all right, even in troublous times, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. In other words, killed, but not for himself. 
and the people of the prince that shall destroy that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood but unto the end war and desolations are determined wars and desolations are determined okay let's look at that here so um the prince that came to destroy the city was rome in 70 a.d they leveled the uh, rome uh they uh destroyed the temple i remember when yeshua said see this building here not one stone is going to be left on another that happened okay the temple was torn down in 70 a.d um, and after it was torn down, the Romans built um, a, a, a temple to Jupiter, I think it was, or, yeah. And um, I can't remember his Roman name, <laughs> but Zeus. No, that's the, that was his uh, Greek name, so I guess it was Jupiter. Um, and, uh, and sacrificed uh, pigs and stuff on the altar there. Um, and then in 135 AD, um, the final rebellion happened, and then that's when the diaspora happened, and all the Jews were, were taken out of Israel and um, scattered among the nations at that time. So, all right. He's cut off not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end... Of, and unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Okay. The war started about then, and it's been going ever since. Um, okay. And now it talks about this. It, it kind of jumps like 2,000 years into the future. Okay. And it says, And he shall confirm a covenant with the many for one week. And in the middle of the week, or in the middle of seven years, let's put it that way, Shall he cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease? And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even unto the consummation. And that, and that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. So pretty serious thing there, right? Hmm? So uh, Anyway, uh, the, so seven years are in the future still are, are supposed to happen. And in the middle of that seven years, he's going to uh, renege on everything he promised. Now, a lot of people say that uh, this is an agreement that he makes with Israel. Yes, I do believe that it's with Israel, but I believe it's with every other nation on earth. Because it says um, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Um, he doesn't say Israel. He doesn't say thy people. He says many. And so I do believe that's the whole world. Okay. Um, if you go to, and I will go to there real quick. Let me move screwdrivers and labels and everything else out of my way. Um, been busy here. I'm going to go to Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible is always a good place to go to for anything. Um you can do word searches in the whole nine yards. Okay. 927. Okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to look at the words here. Covenant. Okay, he shall confirm. Let's look at confirm. It's the word gabar in Hebrew. Okay, and it could mean to prevail, to have strength, to be strong, be powerful, be mighty, to be great. And this is a word for confirm. Okay, this, isn't that kind of weird? Um to be strong and mighty, to prevail, to make strong, strengthen, to confirm, give strength. Okay, confirm. 
there we go, uh, to confirm as a covenant, so to speak, to show oneself mighty and to act proudly toward, toward God. He's going to have a lot of those attributes. But anyway, to confirm a covenant. But um, if you look at some of the other meanings, they're, they're interesting. Um, so he, you could say that he's, he would be strong and confirm a covenant. Or he's a strong leader and will confirm a covenant. Uh, or he will prevail and confirm his covenant. Um, pretty interesting stuff, actually, because, uh, you know, we have a noun and a verb here. So, okay, so let's uh, let's go back, okay, and let's see. I'm gonna look up the word covenant, okay, and that's the word. Um, let's see, I'm not, my Hebrew's little uh, berit, berit, like Brit. Okay, um, Brit in in uh, Hebrew means uh, you've heard of um, Benai Brith. Uh, that's a an organization that um, a bunch of Jews get together and and uh, fellowship. Uh, so, Brit, and you've heard of Bris. Uh, on the eighth day, a Jewish male is circumcised. It's called a Bris or a Brit. Okay, it's a covenant. Okay, let's see. It says here it's a feminine noun. Right away, it says a covenant, an alliance, a pledge between men, uh, and under that category, a treaty, alliance, a league, constitution, ordinance, uh, between monarchs, from monarchs to subjects. Interesting. Um, let's see, an agreement, a pledge, man to man, alliance of friendship, alliance of marriage. Uh, between God and man, it could mean an alliance of friendship a covenant, a divine ordinance with signs of, with signs or pledges. Hmm, interesting. Um, and the third is uh, phrases, uh, covenant making, covenant keeping, covenant violation. So that pretty well means an agreement. Um, uh, well, let's see here. Between God and man, alliance, friendship. So in other words, he's going to try to form an alliance with mankind, which is interesting because if that's true, then is he not mankind? Maybe not. Maybe he's an alien human hybrid. Maybe he's a, um, oh, what do you call it? A Borg, you know, a, a part human, part machine. Okay. Um, talk to Harari about that. Uh, he, he probably, he could agree maybe about this. I don't know if he's agreeable or not, but um, so anyway, he's going to form a treaty and the treaty is always between two parties. Now, what if he is not the primary party? What if he's forming a treaty between Satan and mankind? Now you can see why um, <laughs> Yahweh says in his word that um, anybody who takes the mark, there's no chance that they've made their decision and there's no coming back. Okay. And what is it? You know, he could be promising long life, uh, eternal life. Um, take the things that Yahweh uh, promised to mankind, and as a, as the the king over believers or Jews, uh, that um, you know he's a, a covenant between uh, him and them, or um, an alliance, so to speak. 
So um, it's, it's pretty interesting. I love doing these word studies. I really do. Okay, with the many. Oh, okay, let's look that up. That's, that's an interesting phrase. Many, uh, much, many, great, much, many, uh, abounding in, uh, more numerous than, abundant, enough, great, strong, better than, much, much, exceedingly, captain or chief, huh, the many, okay, uh, interesting, uh, more, more numerous than, uh, abounding in, abundant, great, um, much exceedingly so it's talk it's more of an adjective than it is uh, you know because if you had many people many would be the adjective and people would be the noun right so it's more of an adjective than it is a noun uh, the, like if you had the phrase abundant grace abundance the adjective grace is the noun because um, grace could be a noun or a verb. Okay, so there's really no um, nothing in there with the many. It could be more numerous, more numerous than uh, abundant, uh, an alliance with the abundant. Uh, uh, yeah, see, huh? That's interesting. Or does he make an uh, an alliance with the captains or chiefs of this world? Hmm, that's another thing we think of. But for people to take to personally take the mark, um, it's got to be it's got to be a more personal thing, not a, a corporate thing or a national thing or something like that. So we'll kind of leave that word alone and uh, go back to. OK, I don't know if there's any other words for one week um, in the midst of the week. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Yeshua said that when, um, at this time, he says, um, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, to flee the city. Okay, so this is what it's talking about. This is the abomination of desolation. All right. It says the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Okay. And what would happen if he, he declared <laughs> declared himself to be God and, and the Jewish people finally woke up and said, no, that's not right. And they all split from the city. He's making the city desolate. <laughs> so see, see how it all fits? You just have to know your scriptures. And that's why we're exhorted to read our scriptures so that we can put this piece of puzzle next to this one. Hey, and it fits, you know, and then you have this whole section of puzzle and then you, you know, maybe you have the, all the edges in the center and then from the center, you, okay, the picture looks like this. So let's build up and you find those pieces and then you build down and then you have the final picture. And that's what uh, a good Bible study is like. Okay. And uh, desolate means desolate. So I'm not even going to go into that. So, my, my thought is that uh, for the first thought is Trump the Antichrist. I don't know. I, a year ago, I would have said, no, it's impossible. I don't know. Um, he is, um, he's never a, 
apologize or try to explain in a full manner uh, why he still thinks that the shot was a good idea. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the COVID-19 vaccination, you know. I've never heard him say, no, that was a mistake. So there's a problem there, okay, a big problem. If you can't see that, that the, for the mistake that it was. Okay, and now he's, um, I don't know, he's just doing some really weird stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I, I don't think that he's ever condoned a new age. I really don't. But um, I think he would be wise, if he doesn't want people to think he's the Antichrist, he would be wise to distance himself from from this whole Kisera and Nesera. Now, I know he's promised to put us on a gold standard and stuff like that. Not that whole list that I read before is not is not what Trump believes, but um, I don't think anyway. But uh, I think it's important that um, we take a look at the man. We really do. And, you know, not not with critical eyes, but uh, with with uh, wondering eyes, you know, just to see, hey, you know, <laughs> there's some inconsistencies here. There really is. And, uh, and we need to find out what they are and why they're inconsistencies. Okay, so um, so the whole Nasser and Gesser thing has me very unsettled. Um, I would like to think it's true, man. It, would, it wouldn't it be nice if one day you found out you owned your car, you owned your house, free and clear, uh, that you're going to be getting $100,000 a year. Or was it a month? I can't remember, but uh, yeah, because it turns out to be about a million dollars when it's all over with. Um, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if uh, there was no wars in this world? But then look at that. We are promised, um, well, that scripture we just read in Daniel, until the end, desolations are supposed to happen. Here, where is it? Uh, I, I got to get out of this right here. Okay. Okay. He shall cause the sacrifice and oblations to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, which is the return of Yeshua, and that determined shall be poured out upon... Um, oh, there it is above here. Sorry. Um, it's talking about the Messiah um, being cut off, um, and at the end it says, and at the end, excuse me, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end the war of war and desolations are determined. So, basically, proclaiming that war is going to be a, a, a pretty common thing from that time forward until the uh, return of Yeshua. Okay, so the scripture doesn't say that um, that things are going to get nice. That uh, there'll be no more wars. The that uh, there'll be no more starvation. Everybody will be eating. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, when Yeshua was talking to the disciples, they were concerned about the poor, and he was getting ready to be crucified. Um, and he sent them out for something, and they said, well, don't you think that it would be better to give it to the poor? And he said, the poor you, you will have with you always. But me, you will not have all the time. So he was saying there that there's going to be poor people right until the time that he comes back. Okay, there's going to be famine until the time that he gets back. There's going to be murder until the time that he gets back. 
uh, there will be no good, good, uh, good year, good seven years, or whatever, a good epic, because it's not any, it's not in the, in the nature of man to be that way. First of all, you know, men, men, men are pretty wicked when they they need to be, and especially when it comes to fighting over women, fighting over money, fighting over cars, fighting over um, just over pride, pridefulness, you know. Um, it's pretty easy to, to agitate a guy and get him mad. You know, it really is. Not that I do that, and I know that for a fact, but I've experienced it, and I've been the one that's gotten mad before, too. So, you know, um, and I just about everybody I know has had that attribute. Okay, so it's got to be a common thing among among men. And that's the reason why we have more wars. And that's, you know, uh, the reason why we have hatred and uh, racism in the whole nine yards. So, um, no, there's not going to be a, a period of peace and contentment and, and everything else. And, and if people think that, then they're, they're being deceived and they're deceiving themselves. Because, um, now, I mean, if we're talking about, if we're talking about, the the end of human reign here on earth being 150 or 200 years from now i can see that there could be a, another period of revival of a revive revive uh, prosperity and things like that but uh no the signs are so close or there's so many signs that prove that his return is imminent and very soon that uh you can't use the argument that uh it's going to get better you can't you just can't. I mean, there could be a reprieve from time to time. What's going on in Guantanamo to get rid of all these scumbags? You know, it's that's a good thing. You know, and it might rid the world of some some e evil people. But at the same time, it leaves a vacuum that other people that are evil can move right into. You know, vacuums like to be filled. Okay, and uh, so you know, you got that to contend with. That to to keep in mind. You know that if all the bad people that are in our government now were executed, and, which they probably will be pretty soon, but um, there's going to be people that might be nice now, but become corrupted and take their place. And then they're just as bad, if not worse, than the person that, uh, you know, sat in that seat for all those years. So um, human nature dictates that, you know, that's probably not going to happen. As a matter of fact, it says when Shu comes back, he's going to um, rule with a rod of iron. Why would he have to do that if people can be good? You know, no people. People are can be evil very easily. <laughs> they um, they can hate very easily. They can be provoked to hate and to um, you know, have a, that vivid virtual hate. You know, um, so that that tells me that 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 can't happen. Okay, they just, uh, I don't know. Now, the, the part about technology growing, I could believe if Trump is involved in this, okay? Um, just to kind of recap, I don't know if you know, but um, back when, um, was it 43 or 45 that Tesla died? I can't remember what year it was. It was during the war. Um People found out that he passed away, and uh, the FBI went in there and seized all of his stuff, all of his papers, all of his inventions, and the whole nine yards. Or they got most of it, let's just put it that way. And um, 
as the story goes, and I believe it to be 100% true, the FBI approached uh, a, a professor, uh, an electro electrical professor, electronics um, and physics named John David Tr No, John Trump. I don't remember his middle name. Um, he was uh, um, Donald Trump's uncle, his father's brother. Um, so what happened, they walked in with all this stuff and said, "This we just found this stuff, and uh, this brilliant guy, his name was Tesla, and he's written this down. We don't understand it at all. Can you look at it and let us know if it's any good, and if there's anything in there that we can use to maybe make weapons or, or stuff like that against, against tyranny, you know? And uh, he was a smart man, John Trump was, and he he looked at it and realized he had something there. He, when he came back, he said, no, nah, this is nothing. It's all, you know, uh, under, ununderstandable writing, uncomprehensible, and, um, you know, it's garbage. So my understanding is they left it there because it was no good, and uh, he took it and hid it away somewhere and then, and then gave all that stuff to uh, Donald when he got older. And uh, that's why Donald can stand up there during a speech and say, hey, we're going to have technologies that you never dreamed of. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they're Tesla technologies or free energy and everything else. Um, so, yes, uh, when it comes to technology, a leap of technology, yes, I do believe that'll happen if, if he's left alone so that he can Trump it. I mean, Donald Trump, so that he can uh, do what he has to do. Uh, but as long as there's Democrats, he probably won't be left alone. Um, so I wanted to uh, real quick read to you another article that shows you that there's hope. That there is hope that Democrats, there's a small part of them where if you can get that key in that hole in their brain and unlock it, that it causes their, their brains to totally change. Now, um, give me a chance to find it, okay? Um, let's see, it's not there. Not there, not there. Come on, I know it's here. I know I kept it. Uh, Google. Okay. Daniel, I thought this was it. It's not. Come on. Folks, I hope I didn't get rid of it. I can tell you what it's about. I just can't remember the woman's name. Okay, oh, here it is. Hallelujah. There's hope for me, folks, yet. Yeah, there's hope. Okay, it's a short article. I'm going to read it. It's, it's interesting because it shows that liberals can wake up. Okay? And this is what we got to count on. If things get so bad that even liberals say, hey, this is not right. This is not right. And what our party's doing is wrong. And they start switching and hopefully getting born again and saved, too. That would be nice. Um it's from Natural News. The name of the article is Lifelong Liberal Dr. Naomi Wolf Apologizes to Conservatives for Being Tricked by January 6th Propaganda. It was um, published uh, Monday, March 13th, 2023, uh, written by J.D. Hayes, H-E-Y-E-S. And tags we have. I love the tags. You know that. Um, tags are Admission, Apology, Awakening, Big government, capital, riot, confession, conservatives, conspiracy, deception, Democrat lies, Democrat narratives, fake news, false flag, 
January 6th or Jan 6th, uh, Justice Department, Naomi Wolf, op-ed, progress, propaganda, and rioting. Okay. And like it always, it says, this article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. Of course. It's stuffed up ears now. I'm not coming down with something. Okay. It's got a picture of Naomi Wolf. Okay. Um, here, natural news. Dr. Naomi Wolf, author and lifelong liberal, has penned a major apology to conservatives who refuse to swallow the Democratic left uh, narratives surrounding the January 6th Capitol false flag in 2021. We all know that a riot took, of uh, some sort took place at the Capitol that day. We all know that then-President uh, Donald Trump gave a speech near the building. But what we have also uh, long known is that the deep state uh, fomented the riot by using undercover operatives that witnesses actually saw the day, that day. And now, after Fox News host Tucker Carlson has aired actually never-before-seen footage, from that day, uh, footage has appeared in the uh, Democrat left these lies. Um, Wolf believes that uh, she owns owes uh, conservatives who never brought into them a big uh, mea culpa. Uh, there's no way, quote, there's no way to avoid this. The formal letter of apology from me to conservatives and to those who put America first everywhere she began her uh, Substack page. Uh, it's tempting to sweep this confrontation with my own gullibility under a rug, uh, to move on without ever acknowledging that I was duped, and that as a result I made mistakes in judgment, uh, that and that these mistakes multiplied by tens of thousands and millions uh, on the part of people just like me hurt millions of people um, like you all existential existential ways she continued um, but that erasure of personal and public history would be wrong I owe you a full-throated apology in a letter of apology she admits to having believed lies that caused damage to the reputation of uh, conservatives based on false city false claims excuse me um, while well, fact checkers uh, state that it is misinformation to claim that Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi was in charge of the Capitol Police Force on that day, uh, she wrote, The fact is that the U United States Capitol Police is under the oversight of Congress, according to the United States Capitol Police. Uh, Wolf noted, okay, uh, Quote, this uh, would be the same <clears throat> Congress that convened a January 6th committee subsequently and that used millions of dollars of taxpayer money to turn that horrible day and that tragic event into a message point that would be used uh, for a former president uh, as would be, um, excuse me, as a would-be terrorist and to swear Republicans by association as insurrectionists or as insurrections, insurrectionist sympathizers and fellow travelers. There is no way to unsee Officer Brian Sicknick uh, claimed by some Democrats' leadership 
and by most of the legacy media to have been killed by rioters at the capital um, uh, capital that day, alive at least one section of the newly released video. The United States Capitol Police medical examiner states that uh, this officer died of uh, natural causes, but also denied that that he died in the line of duty, Wolf continued. Uh, wherever that truth of this confusing uh, conclusion, uh, a conclusion, uh, and with all respect for the condolences uh, to Officer Sidnick's family, the circumstance of his death do matter to the public, as written, uh, his death uh, having caused of the events of January 6th and the breach of, at the Capitol, seriously though it was, uh, cannot be described as a deadly insurrection. Let's see. Okay. Sidnick was not killed that day, and he did not die in the hands of rioters. He died of two strokes he suffered at the base of his skull the next day. The only person killed uh, in the Capitol that day was a young Air Force veteran, Ashley Babbitt, uh, who was unarmed, she uh, she was shot to death. Uh, even uh, lifelong Democrats cannot deny, deny that Senator Chuck uh, Schumer, Democrat of New York, did not claim that the footage aired by Carlson was a fake, but instead criticized Fox News and allowed that um, and allowed it to be broadcast. <clears throat> the Guardian's characterization of Carlson and Fox News is guilty of overuse of the January 6th footage is strange, uh, she noted, adding, uh, isn't the press supposed to want full transparency with public interest events? It's a good idea, it's, excuse me, it's good to see liberals make this sort of admission. It's too bad more Democrats are waiting, are uh, letting the lie stand instead. That's it, folks. So, there is hope, okay? There's hope in everything, folks. There really is. And it's really easy uh, to let this whole situation, this world situation, this national situation, the situation in your city, uh, uh, murders and uh, corruption and everything else. Easy to let that get to you and cause strife and aggravation and stuff like that. But um, at the same time, it's um, it's easy to, to remind yourself, uh, maybe not as easy as believing the lies, but it, it can be done uh, to remind yourself of who you are, um, where you've been, where it appears you're going. And... Um, and to take heed that um, Yeshua will always be with you by your side if you know him as your personal Lord and Savior. If you believe in his death and resurrection and the fact that he was uh, um, that he was he walked the earth and that he was incarnate um, that he was the, is the Christ, the Messiah, the atonement um, excuse me trying to say the uh, the one who um basically our, our our defense attorney <laughs> but he's also he's he saved us through his blood he washes us uh, the sins doesn't cover them up like a rug but he washes them off with his blood and that's wonderful um so we got to remind ourselves especially if you're born again um who you are uh, why you're here 
um, where you're going and uh, who, when you're, you know, when um, be reasonable to know when things are going to happen ahead of time. You can, we can always tell to some degree what's going to happen tomorrow because we see what's happening tonight. Um, if a man's gathering firewood out in a camp um, at eight in the morning, he's not just doing it because he wants to build a miniature characterization of a uh, pre-Revolutionary um, War fort. You know, he's doing that so he can have a fire the next morning so he can cook his coffee and his eggs and, and the other things that he brought along. Uh, so there's a purpose for everything under heaven, as Scripture says. Um, nothing happens that's insignificant, okay? And you are not insignificant. You play a vital role in everything that's happening on earth. Um, this country and all around the world, you play a vital role because we're all part, we're all interconnected through Yeshua. We're all like spokes going to a, to a hub and out to the tire. And when one of the spokes breaks and it's not there anymore, it really affects the tire in a bad way. So remember that you are very important to Yahweh. You're very important to Yeshua. And um, well, that having been said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off, folks. Uh, we talked about a lot of things tonight. We talked about um, my concern about this whole Gesera and Nesera thing, um, and the fact that uh, a lot of it's being run by uh, New Age adherents and. Um, that they're t they're they're mixing scripture in with um, with new age doctrine to make it look like it's a Christian idea, like using the term year of jubilee, you know, for Nicosera Nicera. Well, yeah, that's a biblical principle, but then they start talking about light beings that are going to come help us during that year and stuff. And you know, it's you can't have you can't serve God and Mammon. Um, the God has no. Uh, fellowship with Belial, um, you know, you can go on and on with the illustrations, but um, you can't mix the two. There's no mixing when it comes to scripture and other things. There's scripture and then there's everything else. Okay. All right, folks, I'm going to hit it. Um, as you can probably tell, I've been yawning a lot. I've been tired tonight and uh, I need to get a couple of good days rest. I tweaked my back earlier this week uh, I guess late last week too and and so it's been quite uncomfortable for me and um, so I could use your prayers okay your praying person please pray for my back and it gets better okay and then everything else health wise too <laughs> why not um, so folks be blessed may the Lord bless you may the Lord bless you and keep you may Yahweh bless you and keep you may he make his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you May you watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he give you that peace that passes all understanding. May he endow you with wisdom like you've never had before. Um, and if you're not born again, you're not saved, may you come to know him in a further way. Uh, better than the world knows him. And, uh, and he promises to do miracles through us in these last days. So be blessed. Folks, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen and amen.